0: Asterix. Spoiler warning. Asterix. In the words of Kirby Ferguson, everything is a remix. There are some things that remix poorly, and there are some things that remix well. Today's movie is an example of when something remixes great. It's not Groundhog's Day. It's something new. It's something fresh. It's something different. It's basically a band-aid that Max Barbacau and Andy Ciara are putting on one of our many 2020 wounds and you know it, it's like it, it's like one of those really cool little kid band-aids uh, except instead of like you know uh, a cartoon character. It's got Andy Sandberg and Krista Miliati on it and it, it's great just <laughs> it, again, I'm gonna say spoilers if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. It's Palm Springs.
1: All wet. Have on a Kimba Yoni. It's what? One of your favorite bands. What are you saying? What? What What did you say? I said all wet. All wet. What's all wet? Yeah, you might need a raincoat. Kimba. I don't know lyrics. I can't.
0: I don't know lyrics. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to A Gentleman's Guide to Rom-Coms. I am Kelly McCrillis. Sitting across from me is...
1: Ryan Graves. Welcome, everybody, to oh, A Gentleman's man. Guide to Rom-Coms. He's stuck in a loop, you guys. What are we gonna do?
0: I am Kelly McCrillis. Across from me is my co-host,
1: Ryan Graves. Oh no, I'm stuck too. <laughs> you pulled me into your energy time loop. Welcome, everybody, to a gentleman's guide to rom coms and blowing up the C4. In three, two, my name is. <laughs> oh, thank God, <laughs> got you out of there. Hey, welcome back. Who are you again? I'm Ryan
0: Graves. That's very good. Shout your name loud and proud. I, I did. Uh, oh, Ryan. You know, it's, uh, it's been a good day. How, catch me up. How's your life?
1: What's going on? Tell the people what they want to know. <sighs> can anyone... I think our listeners can relate. I went shopping at the mall today. Um, wait. I, <laughs> after we went, like, last week? Um, yes. <laughs> the mall we went to, Ryan, we went to buy Blu-rays. Wait, which... we didn't
0: go to the same mall?
1: No. Okay, because,
0: no. like, that was my first time in a mall... In a very, very,
1: very and long time. And we didn't time. even like venture into the mall No, area. we went to like, the we first We went store. to an anchor store. No, I went into the mall mall, and it was really refreshing because it was packed. And everyone keeps saying like the mall is dying. It's like, not this mall. And it helps that it's summer, and there's no school, and the teenagers need something to do. Um, but me and Theo needed to kill some time, so we went to the mall, and it was- so you ref- found a clock, and you smashed it. Ooh. See, I'm getting dad jokes. <laughs> um. Yes, like that scene in Hook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, oh. <laughs> we had a lovely time just being around people. Like I haven't been around that dense a crowd of people. It's more, more than even the grocery store I've ever been. It was great to be around a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I went, I needed uh, new pants. Cause I had that, you have that thing happen when you're wearing the jeans and the little jean loop on your belt comes off, kind of pops off. Like you no know one's talking the about the belt loop. Yeah. 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 You sew it back on, um, well, I don't know how to sew, so I just went. Let's <laughs> we'll just give them to Robin. Well, Robin sews like like a master. She can sew them, but there's a, they also have that like scruff at the bottom of the the pant legs where they're they're kind of roughed and scruffed. So roughed and scruffed. No, I, needed, it's, a, it's a technical term. Yeah, yeah, they needed replacement anyways. And so I went and went and did pants shopping, and my dad Bud has taken over. Oh yeah. Um I, you're looking trim. You're looking nice. I know, it's it's just weird. My body is growing in different directions. It's not that I'm getting fatter, it's just that I'm getting like larger. You're shapelier. Just the <laughs> like... Leon's getting <laughs> larger. And it's weird. It's like a second puberty. I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> Um, so I had like I had to try on a different pa- a lot of different pants with Theo in tow, which made things interesting. But he was like my fan. He was like, "Good job." He wasn't verbalizing, but he was happy to be with me. Your your problem
0: is that you you're not in a loop right now where you can't just like have anything you want and reset the next day. No, because otherwise you become shapes.
1: Uh yeah. Um. Well, <sighs> I think you're a beautiful human. Thank so. you. Uh, How was your day? How was your How's your reunion with your wife?
0: Oh, yeah. Rob, so I for, for just kept the listeners up. I came back from Atlanta, and we moved into our new place. And then, like, for a couple weeks, we were together. And then Robin went to a family reunion in Kansas for six days. And so then we were apart again. And then now we're reunited, and it's great.
1: And it feels so good. Uh,
0: it feels good. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we did this thing the other day where uh Robin was uh right before she left for Kansas she was like Kelly I was on next door and I found like somebody's giving away a ton of baby clothes and we we're like yes <laughs> nice. and so we traveled to St. John's together after our respective jobs and landed and went through like 12 boxes of baby clothes nice. and picked out all the good
1: ones. Do you um, not have I was pretty jazzed. You're the first in your side of the family to have kids mm-hmm. so that makes sense um do you don't have any cousins or people who are have well stuff that's the rub really now now all of the
0: friends and the family are coming out of the woodwork and being like here's some clothes but we just were like we had so much initiative that we were like we're gonna go get our own clothes
1: hey that works so long as you don't spend money it's no it's it's a good use of time no yeah. matter what recycling not um
0: spending money is the name of the game we we got this this uh, uh I almost called it a cart like I'm shopping for a baby yeah <laughs> I got a um, a stroller uh-huh. at that same place-huh it's a little busted but I don't think it's <laughs> so
1: busted that I can't push my baby around in it well don't worry we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna get you the the stroller because that is like an iconic piece of the um... I mean it's a very personal decision Yeah. <laughs> But I want to make sure that you're taken care of.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. You Are you going to take me on like a Kevin McAllister-esque shopping spree? Yeah. With, with your dad's credit card?
1: Do you remember that scene? Did you ever watch Blank Check? I, yeah. You remember Blank Check? I, wait, hold on. I was a child in the 90s. Yes, I did watch Blank Check. You are my Preston, and I am that funny guy that was in Blank Check. Who <laughs> drove him around. Who drove him around? Yes. Yeah. Um, who's going to be our fake am, FBI agent? I am buying a mansion, though. Mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. just keep my baby in i think robin is that hot girl i don't remember who the fake oh I the one was, that was
0: way too old for him yeah and he's yeah. like
1: we should date and i'm like she, what are
0: we watching she went out on a date he was i think i don't it's been a while since i've seen it but it's like they had a like a 16 candles moment didn't 90s
1: they? kids movies were lit they were they were <laughs> loosey-goosey <laughs> hey <laughs> <They> think, were. <laughs> speaking of um questionable hookups what is our game today? <laughs> you know, it made me spit out my <laughs> tea. Um, so we're going in for another round of
0: Misconnections Palm Springs edition, where Ryan and I go through and we find some great misconnections from the Palm Springs Craigslist, so that we, as hosts of a rom-com and romance podcast, can really help the community, the local communities. We mm-hmm. like to work locally.
1: We're here to help you, Palm Springs. Uh, did they name the Palm Door after you? It is can right now. It is can uh, Adam Driver's there with Marion Cotillard?
0: Oh, look at them walking in their oh, suits. Who are those two weirdos behind them? It's Sparks! Sparks.
1: This is your weekly reminder to check out the Sparks documentary, The Sparks Brothers, and check out their movie coming out next month called Annette, being released by Amazon Studios. It's supposed not to be, a paid promotion. It's supposed to be crazy. Yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be cray cray.
0: Um, I have no idea if they named the Palme D'Or after uh, Palm Springs. I think one I named thing them after not. the other yeah but well, maybe after this one maybe maybe there's going to be wait was palm springs nominated for the palme d'or no. you don't really get nominated you just get given it right?
1: no I, th- I think you're up for it oh something yeah something like
0: that okay yeah i've never i've never be, i mean con isn't um it isn't it's not a thing we're invited to well it's not a thing we're invited to but it's a it's also not televised
1: no, no. no. They, they they are very
0: French about it. They're like, you can't come. That kind of makes me want to go more. I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, first one, Ryan, the title is <clears throat> Cute Blonde Playing Golf with a Couple, July 4th, Palm oh. Desert Resort Country Club. So Ooh. this is very specific. Ooh. Anybody out there at the Palm Desert Country Club, this one's for you, if, as long as you're a cute blonde. Could have been you, Ryan. I'm a cute bald, not a cute blonde. Well, you got... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we saw you on July 4th. Oh, we. Ooh. I think this is written by a couple. Ooh. Um, you were very cute. Dot, 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 dot. Mm. Ryan, can I, can I ask a ellipses. question? Ellipses. How many el- ellipses? Uh, so, yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh, ellipses. If you do more than three, it's telling, right? It's a double ellipses.
1: When does it get good again? Like, Because if you do more than three, I think it's a mistake. Until you di- hit like six, then I'm like, hmm. This is apropos of nothing, but when I marathoned Star Wars recently, I noticed that every Star Wars crawl has yeah, a uh-huh. single ellipsis. There's yeah. one. Four dots. That's the end one. What do you think Return of the Jedi is saying by having four dots instead of three? Extra trauma. Each, each dot Emphatic is a Emphatic
0: dot. Emphatic. That's the, oh, it's the period. Yep. It's the period. What the is the period to the, period the, to the, the ellipses. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so all those dots. Um, you were very cute, dot, 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 dot. Riding in a cart by yourself. Aww. You looked like you were having a lot of fun, and you were with a couple. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe friends? <laughs> we were the couple that you kindly let play through. I was the blonde lady that you cheered on when I hit some good shots. Thank you. Ooh. You look like a lot of fun and we're gorgeous. Would love to talk to you and maybe you could play golf with us? So, were they just looking for a golf partner? Okay. So, I. Okay. Uh, okay. I think so. Okay. But th- they <laughs> did call them gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I play golf, I like to be around, surrounded by beautiful. You're people. like, you're like. Not only do do I want somebody with good form, but
0: somebody with good form.
1: Oh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. We didn't see a lot of golfing in this Palm Springs movie that we're watching today. There should have
1: been more golfing. There
0: should have been more golf. I feel like that's like whenever I hear about Palm Springs, it's either my friends from Portland going there for Pride. Sure. Theo is having a bad day Yeah, <laughs> or or it's people golfing or it's that one episode of The O.C. when they go to Palm Springs.
1: You have a very wonderful memory of The O.C. I'm very happy for you. I liked The O.C. Yeah.
0: I think I think the first six episodes are really rough and then I think it gets really good for about a season and a half, maybe two seasons. I'll
1: no, check it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: okay, so whether they want, I mean, hey, whether they just want a partner or maybe they want a new partner. Yeah, either um, way. Get on that, whoever up. Blonde, cute blondie. All yeah. right, I'm gonna hand this computer to you. This. Morning.
1: Okay, this one's just called Del Taco. Mm. Del Taco.
0: Mm. I'm gonna try and. I don't know whether to make a yummy sound. You, are you a Del Taco guy?
1: I'm a. Or are you a Taco Bell guy? If I get the Del Taco, then it's Taco and Fuego in the bathroom. So no, I'm not a Del Taco guy. <laughs> Cue Venture Brothers <laughs> clip. Do not be too hasty entering that room. I had Taco Bell for lunch. Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to try and read it in the patter, and I'm assuming it's a guy who wrote this. There's just something uh, bro-ish about it. It's something about the handwriting on Craigslist. So I live like 200 miles away, but now all I want to do is go to the Del Taco in Blythe (laughs) so I can hear you tell me it's a little bit longer until the fries are ready. Uh there is no, no punctuation, none punctuation, and I think this guy is looking for an ASMR kind of thing, where he just wants to hear. He wants to
0: hear it, just like. He's like, can you actually
1: whisper it into
0: into the microphone?
1: And a little longer until the fries are ready. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> I learned two things from that: one, that Del Taco serves fries, and, yeah. and two, that there isn't really a close Del Taco except in Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. that's where you go. Um, okay, next. <clears throat> if I'm. Hmm, okay. I think this first thing is a name. <clears throat> Hedda Gabler. 2014 in Esmeralda parking lot, La Quinta. That's the title.
3: Okay, okay. So
0: this is for you, Hedda. From six years ago, seven years ago. Mm hmm. Hedda dot dot dot. More ellipses. You showed me the most incredible things in the parking lot at the Esmeralda. It was June 2014. We went our separate ways and you got thirsty. Ooh! But later you came to my place and I showed you my capital D Driftwood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool!
0: <laughs> been looking for you forever. I thought we really had a special connection. Would love to hear from you again. I hope you've been well. That's pretty healthy. I'd That's say nice. for a misconnection, it's like, we hooked up, would love to hear from you again. But there's kind of like a no
1: pressure vibe
0: yeah. out there.
1: Uh, seven years, a lot can change in seven years.
0: Hedda could have a completely different life. Hedda might not even stay at La Quinta's anymore.
1: Yeah, and you know, your, <laughs> your driftwood could turn to plywood, so you n- you never know. What does that mean? Well, you know how you go into an IKEA and there's not a lot of hardwood available. Right, 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 right. And sometimes you have to
0: treat it with like a, a stain or yeah, like some powder or Yeah, things need to get reinforced. Yeah, yeah I yeah. get that.
1: I'm mm-hmm. not sure.
0: Yeah. Well, poor. Well, whatever your name is, I hope your your driftwood is still going strong.
1: <laughs> Last one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think this person. Okay. Need contacts or glasses until next week. Period. In a total pinch. Out if contacts and damaged glasses. If anyone can let me borrow some glasses or loan out a few contacts until next week, would be a lifesaver. 415 404 2155 Pete. Let me repeat that one more time. 415 404 2155 Pete. So if you have. Can I get a date on that? That is about a month ago.
0: Oh, well, that was maybe that one wasn't the best one to have picked because I feel like we're not doing Pete any favors. He needed it for that week, right? I love that he spelled out the numbers. Oh, did These he? are
1: not numbers. He spelled out each individual number.
0: But I like how he spelled out zero as O with just the letter O. <laughs> Pete, what are you doing?
1: I mean, it's like 90210. Pete's a wild card. Yeah. Um,.
0: Well, Pete, I hope you found your glasses and contacts. I don't really think you get what Missed Connections is for. Because unless he saw some glasses and then those glasses like passed on by. I think these he- These glasses smiled at me in the aisle. He
1: was missing his glasses. Ah. Missed. They were missed. And he's trying to make connections about glasses. Yes. So unlike missing connections, this next movie is about making connections.
0: Oh. Shall I tell you a story? Yeah, tell me a story about 2020s. Palm Springs.
1: Tell me a story, Turk. Let
2: me tell you a story about
1: love,
0: D'Artagnan. I ask you about love. You probably quote me a sonnet. I'm not much more than an
3: interpreter, and not very good at telling stories. That's the end. What do you mean? That's the end. That's not. It's the beginning of something interesting. Listen, that's the end of that saga.
1: The end. Palm Springs premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in January of 2020. Yeah, it did it went on. To be purchased by Neon and Hulu mm-hmm. for $20 million. Huge! That is the biggest Sundance sale by more than $10 million. The it's, biggest one before that was a $10 million sale.
0: It's a crazy deal, guys. It's something that, like Sundance is great for a lot of people. It's still one of not only highly regarded, but it does a lot of good work. It gets a lot of underrepresented filmmakers seen. It like hosts a lot of labs but this hasn't happened something this dramatic hasn't happened at sundance in a bit
1: yeah and i was a little sad at first i was like excited because neon bought it i'm like oh great it's gonna be in theaters and then it was the pandemic and it's like nah which so it's a good thing hulu got it
0: because i mean i feel like if if hulu has money and they're not making a lot of their own content because i'd say behind you know disney and amazon and netflix they're 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 making less content, but th- if they're acquiring more stuff like this, I'm happy for it.
1: Yeah. Well, the sad thing is Disney is majority owned by Disney Hulu is majority owned by Disney. Oh, serious? S- but they're- I don't know how much cash they're infusing into Hulu, so mm. I think Hulu is still trying to do its own thing. So
0: are they are they kind of the Fox searchlight
1: of the the corporation at um, this point? Yeah. Yeah, basically. That's why um, I haven't seen it yet, but Summer of Soul, the new movie by Questlove, is oh, yeah. premiered on but that's, Hulu. But the, theaters that, that is and coming theaters in theaters too. as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but you have the choice, which accessibility wise, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. But this is nice, everyone can see it. Sure. I was like Roma was one of those those movies yeah. that did that. Every, you should have a choice. The Irishman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's best if we describe Paul Springs conceptually first did you say paul springs paul springs paul springs the famous 1960s folk singer that we've never heard of yes it's um who paul rudd was named after oh yeah fun facts really great uh palm springs is in the shadow but not in deference to groundhog day
0: i would say it is in deference even though it's not in the shadow
1: right it's it wouldn't exist without Groundhog Ho- Gra- Day. Groundhog Day. It wouldn't exist without it, but that doesn't mean it's a ripoff of Groundhog Day. Correct. I agree wholeheartedly. So this movie is a time loop movie where we meet Andy Samberg, and it's it's kind of hard. It, it, it gives us a day in the life of Andy Samberg. He... This is a raunchy movie, so you all should know that if you want to go raunchy. It. Yeah, a, it's, it's a very R-rated movie. It's
0: a, movie. yeah, right up front, Hulu's like, by the way, some things might not be suitable for children. Yeah.
1: Um, and so we we meet him, and he's in Palm Springs for a wedding, and we meet his girlfriend who- Well, he wakes up. Let's let's really set it up, Okay, we, we do it over Walk and us over. through this thing.
0: So he wakes up in the morning, and the first thing he sees when he wakes up is a leg. Mm. And he makes a comment about this leg, and it's his girlfriend's leg, and then- Apparently, we get that they're they're at some event together in a hotel, and she's like, "Okay, let's have sex." Then they start having sex, (laughs) and
1: she hurries him along, which is never helpful. Because because why does she hurry him along? Uh, Because she's she doesn't doesn't want to get sweaty. Yeah, she doesn't want her makeup to run. Which okay. Just take a shower. Yeah.
0: But she's she's late. She she wants she's to get where she's going. Late. And
1: she's like, you can just watch me and finish off yourself.
0: And by watch her, she's just like unpacking slash missing a ring. Nothing and so she's sexy. Keeps, he we get that he's masturbating to her and it's like it's that perfect like It's that Quentin Tarantino thing where the violence is just off screen.
1: Yeah. It's (laughs) just the violence of the masturbation is just off screen. It's a little grody, um, but it is funny. I I think it's really funny. It is funny. Um,
0: But he watches her and then she just keeps like swearing because she's missing this (laughs) ring and he's just like rolling his eyes and then gives up.
1: You know, power to him for even trying. I would, i I'm I'm flabbergasted at his attempts.
0: But as we're watching this, we're just we're getting an idea of who Andy Sandberg is, but we have no idea who he really is at this point. Right.
1: All we know is that he is seemingly pretty depressed, and we can totally understand why. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he goes and has a day in Palm Springs by himself while his girlfriend uh, does wedding things. With, does for wedding her party sister's stuff. wedding? Yeah. Um, no, not sister. Best friend. She's oh. best friend. Oh yeah. Okay. Best friend. Yeah. Um, cause Kristen Milioti is, uh, I thought they were the both sister. sisters. Okay. Oh yeah. That would be really interesting. So he hangs out with his, some guy in the pool. I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, yeah. has a beer, just kind of hangs out, lounges around. Then the wedding happens and it's your typical, like early trendy 30 something wedding, you know, <laughs> there's this guy forms. in a
0: cowboy hat who, who, in a blue suit who's doing the wedding vows. This is pretty funny.
1: Yep. And then there's the, you know, the reception and there's the speeches and all that. And Peter Gallagher's there. He's the dad. I love Peter Gallagher. Mr. Eyebrows. Um, And then we meet, we meet Kristen Milioti at this point, right? Yeah, because um, basically his girlfriend, um,
0: Andy Tamberg's girlfriend, gives a speech. Mm -hmm. His name's Niles in this, right? Miles. Uh, Miles. Niles.
1: Niles. Yeah. Niles. Niles, not not Crane. Yeah,
0: not Crane. So she gives a really bad speech that nobody really is into. And then they call up the sister. And she is so not prepared. She's not prepared. She's pretty drunk, it seems. And she's just like, oh, I don't want to do this. Um, and while she's making up her mind, Andy Sandberg steps in and gives one of the world's greatest wedding speeches.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all about love and being in love and love. Stuff. And
0: it's at this point that I was like, I think we're in the middle of it.
1: So, did you not know what you were stepping into when you started the movie? What do you mean? Like, I knew from the trailer, I'm like, this is a time loop movie. And it started in what felt like an in-media res mm-hmm. feeling for me. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we're in the midst of a time loop. So,
0: I thought we could have been. Mm-hmm. Like, my my brain was doing that, like, okay, it's a sci-fi time loop thing, be mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. But... I thought, oh, maybe we're starting off at the beginning here. But then it was when I got to right. to that point where I was like, oh, I'm it's for sure that he he's, he has practiced. He this seems
1: speech. very rehearsed.
0: Right. But we're rehearsed in a way that doesn't seem rehearsed to everybody else. Yeah. Where he gives this amazing speech and then he basically we get this awesome, awesome sequence where he is on the dance floor and he's like mm-hmm. doing the exact dance that other people are doing right behind them as um As Kristen Miliati, who's Sarah, Mm -hmm. um, watches on, and he like is trying to get her to dance with him, and like you know, it's it's obvious that he's just been here and done this many many times, and she is like, oh my gosh, this is kind of weird, but also you know, I'm drinking, and maybe it's not that weird. Maybe he's just that charming.
1: Then he goes up to her, and they have a nice meet cute where you know he's he's talking to her about the wedding and stuff and then he like oh the old lady comes up and she's like that was the best wedding yeah. speech I've ever seen and he guesses the the hair parfumé mm-hmm. on whatever she was wearing and he like guesses it correctly because <laughs> he's he knows what it is because he's in a time loop uh-huh.
0: what are you smelling
3: orchid explosion by fournier
0: right
1: yeah that's very weird.
0: She catches him sniffing something else as well. Yeah. And so he's also Andy Sandberg has a super nose in this because not only does he know that smell, but he he's also, as we find out later, sniffing for Sam.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh he or Roy. Yeah. Roy is his name. They they kinda they kinda like hit it off and, you know, he, you know, mentions that he's got a girlfriend and he's like Says, you know, do you want to get out of here? And she's like, "What would your girlfriend think?" And he's like, oh, "Let me show you." And so he takes uh, Kristen Miliotti to the window of a bathroom, and he sees that some dude is going down on uh, his girlfriend. It's
0: not just some dude; it's the preacher from earlier. Oh, the preacher! Okay. Yeah, I, I
1: never noticed who it was because he had his face. Is the blue suit that legs. gave it away? Okay. Yeah,
0: and I think I think
1: she might be wearing his hat. No, maybe not. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that's why it's cool. Uh, this is." over between mm-hmm. me and her so don't worry about it And mm-hmm. she's like man that sucks And so they go off in the desert and they start to hook up and then this is my favorite out so of left good. field thing it's ever. so good and then andy samberg gets shot, shot by with an, an arrow, arrow. <laughs> and not only is he shot by an arrow but he
0: knows who did it yes like he just turns around and goes like roy
1: <laughs> yeah and we kind of already gotten that we're in the middle of a time loop, uh-huh. but this feels like a Jumanji move where yes, um, the hunter. What's the guy's name? In
0: isn't he the same guy who play? Uh, he reminds me of the guy from Mulan Rouge who plays the prince. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, this or the is gonna Duke. drive me nuts. Um, but what? Maybe I can find the audio drop on the plate here. It felt like a Jumanji thing where it's like, what the. And Chris <laughs> Kristen, uh, is like,
3: "What the fuck?"
0: <laughs> and so Andy Sandberg's just out of there because like his this sex is ruined, and he's like running away with an arrow inside of him. Mm-hmm. And this this guy who who is covered in dirt and like camo, he's gear. like
1: T one thousand. He's just going straight for Andy. Yeah, Sandberg. he
0: just goes right past uh, Kristen and. After he shoots him a second time, uh, Andy Sandberg gets out of the way and like kind of loses like loses this T1000 guy who's after him, whose name is Roy. And it wasn't until he started yelling at him that I knew that it was J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Because as soon as that voice yells at somebody younger for doing anything, you're like, oh, that's J.K. Simmons. He's yelling at a young guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, because that's his move.
3: It's so good. I will stop being so polite. Get the fuck out of my sight before I demolish you. Uh, and so
0: why is J.K.
1: Simmons trying to kill Andy Sandberg? It's great mystery. So uh, Andy kind of uh, hobbles away. and Well, they
0: both th- go to the cave.
1: Yeah, I guess he goes to the cave. So. Yeah, and then he follows him into the cave. Yeah, and so they get into the cave, and then Kristen Milioti follows them into the cave, and she's like, what is going on?
0: And there's like this weird light. Yeah, and
1: it's kind of like spooky in there, and Andy turns around, and he's like, do not follow me in here. He's cr- crawling on his belly. And he like <laughs> makes a plea, do not follow me in. And then he gets like sucked into this vortex. And Kristen
0: is super concerned about him, but she's also very curious, and so she follows him in, and she gets sucked in. And then... Andy Sandberg wakes up. And it's the same day. It's the same day. He goes outside and then all of a sudden, who else comes out but Kristen and just starts throwing beer cans at him and saying, what are you doing? I think a filled beer can. Have you ever been hit by a thrown filled beer can?
1: No, I haven't been that bro.
0: I feel like it would pack a punch
1: yeah it's a really great sequence where he jumps into the pool and the beer cans are coming in just like like saving private Private Ryan Ryan. yeah for sure it's really (laughs) great and Chris Milioti's like what happened and so he explains like um pretty indirectly like you're stuck in the time loop with me because he like takes her to the desert there's an earthquake and then he shows her that there's a cave and he just kind of like shows her the ropes of like um we're in a time loop you can't escape Uh, If you die, the day starts over. Mm -hmm. If you fall asleep, the day starts over. It doesn't matter. If you go into the cave, the day starts over. And so she tries one time to drive home and like keeps herself awake, but she still falls falls asleep. asleep. Um, And then she kind of gives in to the fact that they're they're stuck in this time loop.
0: Right. And you know it it takes. I like this movie's pacing so much because it feels to me exactly the amount of time and tries that it would take to convince myself that you know there's not an easy solution to this this movie takes the time to go through
1: yeah and so they the first act ends with them kind of realizing that they're stuck in this together and they kind of strike up a platonic like Friendship, like, yeah, like based kind of a on best it. friendship, yeah. Just like, let's just make the most of our eternity that we're stuck together mm-hmm. with it, and there's nothing we can do about it. And then he explains what the deal is with Roy, and we get this flashback of like Andy Samberg <laughs> oh, yeah. was partying with Roy, and they got <gasps> super high on whatever drugs they were doing, yeah,
0: like mescaline or something, yeah,
1: because I it wasn't like straight cocaine, there was, because like there was color to it yeah, yeah. Was like, what the hell are you guys doing, uh, and so they get super, um what what's the word Trashed, gone. Well, they're, they're just, crossfaded, is what they are. Yeah, if we're they're using the the term <laughs> so out of it. And he takes him. He takes J.K. Simmons to the cave and just. Well, that's because J.K. Simmons, like they're both super
0: high, and J.K. Simmons is like, I wish I could just live a day like this over and over, or something to that effect, and that makes Andy Samberg's addled brain take him there. But then he tries to stop him, but he falls over and can't stop, and him. and it's too
1: late. And so J.K. <laughs> Simmons realizes that he's been cursed by Andy Samberg and wants to have his revenge on andy sandberg and by so killing he does him. but he tortures him and kills him over and over yeah <laughs> that would suck and you're basically just
0: like as andy sandberg tells um kristen um like hey like the pain is real mm-hmm. like if you're gonna kill yourself or you're gonna die make, make it, it quick, quick because nothing sucks worse than being in pain for a long time
1: yeah and before we go on, I just want to reiterate, if you haven't seen this movie, this is the kind of movie that you don't want it to be explained to you. You want to kind of experience how the movie kind of does its flow because it's it's really well-structured and kind of explaining it kind of ruins it.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to actually... It was really good that I put that intro in where I said, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it was a really
0: good thing I said that back <laughs> That's then. That's
1: great that you said that. So... Uh, they strike up this friendship and they kind of like make the most of it by just kind of goofing off uh, during these days like they hang out at a bar they like have these like uh, dance offs they like do the sketch or it's not even a sketch but they like ruin the reception dinner by making a bomb. Oh, up that was supposed to be in the cake yeah <laughs>
0: it's, just... it, it's it's like a superhero versus supervillain like thing
1: yeah <laughs> it goes really well um
0: oh but let's uh before any of that before even the the end of the first act um andy sandberg who's been in the loop we can only presume tens like thousands upon thousands of times at this point with all the information he knows he's basically bill murrayed himself yeah without learning all of the stuff that he could learn yeah and, um, he confesses to have, uh, have a, he'd slept with three people, four people, um, in this timeline. Um, and like, he's like, you know what? I just don't try anymore because it takes a lot of effort. And he's like, since I'm stuck here, I just want to expend like the least amount of effort to do anything. Yeah. And she's like, have you ever slept with me? And he's like, no, like we were going to, but no. Yeah. And so that becomes an important sticking point.
1: Yeah. And then... They go camping, they get high on peyote. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. What's the difference?
0: It's a big difference. Who knows? No, no, it's a very big difference.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: um, Been high on one of those? Don't want to be high on the
1: other. <laughs> they see a bunch of dinosaurs in the hills, mm-hmm. which peyote will do. Mushrooms. <laughs> Maybe both. Sorry. <laughs> um, and is that when they hook up?
0: yeah so um she's at this point in time they've spent from what again what we can presume is hundreds if not a thousand days together yeah and they've gotten really close and it was it's it they have that weird relationship where they almost hooked up together and then broke it off decide to become friends mm-hmm. but there's that obvious attraction still exists yeah and they,
1: they kind of there was they didn't really have a reasoning for not acting on it they just mm-hmm. kind of like mutually unsaid were like, Let's just be friends.
0: Yeah, because when it didn't matter to Andy Samberg, he could do it. But when yeah. it does matter, he it feels like he wants to go through more steps, yeah. almost. Um, but she is the one who seems to be initiating, like, hey, like I want to get to know you better. And she, she was really the one that's like, let's talk about our past. Let's like get to know each other for reals, reals. Mm-hmm. And he seems very standoffish about that. And yeah. we don't really understand why. Um, we just like imagine that there's heartbreak in his past or... Or something, but she's really willing. She says like she'd been married before, and she just, you know, wants a. You know, it's it's really hard for her to basically take a chance again.
1: Yeah, and her working theory is maybe they can get out of the time loop if they can karmically restore their lives. And And they tried that earlier, and it didn't work. Yeah, and she had an idea of what that was, and she confessed something to her sister, and nothing really happened. Yeah, but it made her sister cry. Yeah. Um, But there's still kind of this idea of like, there's got to be some way to escape it. Maybe karma has something to do with it. Yeah,
0: something where we, like almost like they are cursed or prisoners, where it's like a magic thing, where it's, it's not scientific in nature. It's something where we need to give the universe something in return in order to be let out.
1: Yeah, and for her, she feels like she's this giant fuck up and she thinks her family judges her for everything, every mistake that she's made. And she, it's her belief that Andy Samberg needs to confront Roy, and that's his karmic out. And right. Um, <laughs> but what they do is they sleep together. And uh-huh. it's
0: this really, actually, it's a really lovely scene
1: where mm-hmm. she
0: is like, hey, do you want to just get this over with and get it out of the way? Yeah. And climbs on top of them, and they start making out, and then Andy Samberg like kind of pushes her away, like appreciates her, mm-hmm. appreciates the moment, mm-hmm. and then they get back to it. Yeah. It's really nice. And this is right after they've seen Dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, and I'm, well, <laughs> we can talk about it. We, we'll revisit this moment in a little bit. Okay. Uh, so then the next day, she kind of has... It's almost like a manic episode.
0: Did you get that she had slept with somebody beforehand? Because yeah. there was that one hint yeah. where she like looked over at a shower going... In one of her resets.
1: Well, no, it's it's every reset, there's someone in the shower. Yeah, And for so her. I always realize, like, from the get-go, it's like, okay, she's in someone's room that she shouldn't be in. Oh,
0: see, I didn't notice it until, like, probably the third time she woke up or something, where like it cut to the shower, oh, and I okay. was like, ah, somebody's oh, yeah. in the shower. It definitely
1: wants you, might yeah. want you to know. So we know that at the beginning of her day, every day, she always... Wakes up to somebody in the shower. And it's some mistake that yeah. she's made, and she has to deal with. So the next day... It's this weird jarring double thing where she slept with Andy Sandberg but she wakes up in someone else's bed. Right? But they both wake up happy. Right. Andy Sandberg's just super happy and hers is disrupted. It's disrupted by this mistake that she had made that feels irretrievable that she can't she can't take back she can't take back this mistake.
0: The her mistake is Abe aka Tyler <sighs> chilling
1: well we don't we don't see yeah, him she waits, in this moment in this
0: moment this is the one. Oh, okay where okay. she she like basic, this is when we find out right she slept with her sister's fiance, fiance. Mm-hmm. and it's obviously been haunting her yeah um as and well so this is sure. what she thinks is the karma that is coming to bite her in the butt yeah
1: and it kind of catches up to her and so she has this really manic day which it almost feels kind of uh Uh, what's the word clinically manic where she, she kind of goes a little (laughs) Sarah would hit me if I said nuts, but something seems (laughs) off about her during this day where they're driving around and they see a cop car and she's really agitated and she's like, fuck it. And she just wants to like the cop car to like pull them over. And she like wants to get arrested. She like wants to have this, like, you know,
0: right. But in a way that is like, especially if she's been in this time loop this whole time is for me, more understandable right. of a like hard left turn for yeah, her to take.
1: Like she's, she's really having a hard time. And Andy Sandberg's like, what is going
0: on? Cause yeah. Cause he's all lovey dovey and he's like, let's talk about it. I want to be more open now.
1: Yeah. And he like is vulnerable with her for the first time post coitus. Mm-hmm. And she is just kind of in this weird, agitated mood, which I really related to Andy Sandberg because I would feel so hurt. Because, because your, your wife is always in a weird, agitated mood. <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> He finally had this like really tender love making mm-hmm. with Kristen Milioti, and the next day he's like, "Wow, wasn't last night great?" And she's just the inverse of where he's at, mm-hmm. and that's gotta feel. Oh, it's gotta s- hurt so bad. Yeah, or just like wow. It's like any. I'm of those- sorry, I ruined your <laughs> life with the sex we did last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't get that hurt about it, but he he really earnestly is like. Do you do you regret it? And he's not pushing too hard. Like I I like the pacing of the scene emotionally because he like is at first like just trying to get her to say something. What it feels like almost is like you know that scene when like it's generally a woman sleeping with a guy, and um, he gets out of bed a little earlier than her, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Hey, wasn't that great last night?" And he's like, "Um, yeah, I'll catch you later, babe. I gotta go. I gotta I got a thing to go to. That's yeah. kind of what it felt like, but." in a like reverse but more manic state
1: yeah so she has the cop car come and she's like what if that's roy like what if that's the guy that you have that agitation with it's time for you to confront him mm-hmm. and he's like i don't think so i think it's just a cop but then she like gets out of the car and she like does this whole show and dance of like you know andy sandberg is attacking her and he's like "Ah!" and i can just totally feel his like pain of like I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> and
0: uh, yeah, having, I don't want to get too much in my own life, but having a, having a partner that has like that kind of drama. I is, don't think
1: you've dealt with it in such terms as this,
0: uh, but, in... <laughs>
1: but, but days where it's gotten so bad where it's like really unfair to you that you have to deal with this and so selfish on their part.
0: Yeah. But again, I don't, I, I I'm not putting I'm not saying that she is like that. She's having a hard time right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I th- I think it does kind of point to the more systemic issues that have kind of plagued her of like this is how this is how she deals with stuff. And it kind mm-hmm. of yeah, as she
0: is, is like, our, she readily admits she's like, I she's like, I fuck around and I get too wasted and then like I have to move home and my parents take care of me and I have a breakdown. Yeah, yeah.
1: And this is the movie saying like, and this is what it is, mm-hmm. and this is why people have a hard time staying close to her because mm-hmm. they get burned by her like, fucking around. Right. Um, because <laughs> she like gets the cop to like come out and it's like. <laughs> She gets him agitated towards Andy and now he has to do- go do and with it this. is Roy. it is Roy and he is about to blow Andy away when she pins him between
0: two cars And
1: Andy Samberg's like, "What the fuck?"
0: Uh, which oh, that's just gotta hurt so bad. but I love how Roy's obviously been through this much pain before where he's like on the ground really hurt but still like kind of talking in this casual manner. He's You're like, like Who's "Who that? did you
2: find her?" <laughs>
1: And this movie has like weird Looney Tune logic to it because Mm -hmm. there are no consequences so they can do stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of dark, but with that suspension of disbelief in your head the whole time. There's always a humor to it at that point. It never feels gruesome. It feels gruesome in a Looney Tunes way. In a Looney Tunes way, yeah. And it doesn't feel sadistic. No, it really doesn't. If anything,
0: it feels masochistic. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then another cop shows up like a real cop. And, um, like arrests the two of them and like, <laughs> I don't know, they just have this argument by the side of the road where Andy Sandberg eventually confesses, act- confesses that he's actually slept with her thousands of times, yeah. um, in the past before she got stuck in the loop
1: and she gets pissed rightly so rightly so because he's been lying to her and it's so unfair because he's been there so much longer than her at that. He doesn't have to give her anything and he can exploit everything about her because he's had so many days with her and she had no idea.
0: Right, which is I mean something that he might not be doing now, but she can't trust that he's not. Yeah. Even
1: though they don't talk about it, we all we kind of get why she's so mad. Her trust is totally shattered and how do you get that back in a day? So she goes and ends the day by jumping in front of a truck, again this <laughs> Looney Tunes thing, right? And then she vanishes. So every time Andy wakes up, he goes looking for her, he can't find her. But and mainly because he doesn't know what room she's in. A because she always wakes
0: up before him.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, okay, hold on.
0: Yes, that is true. She yeah. always wakes up. She's before
1: always him. gone yeah. by the time that he's up. Yeah, uh, or gone enough that he can't. Like catch up
0: to, and it's told filmically really well. Where every single time we see them open their eyes in the morning, she always opens hers first when they're waking up together.
1: Oh, Mm. nice catch! That's very good.
0: So basically, at that point, Andy uh,
1: goes into a spiraling depression well, and he goes soul searching. He first tries to figure out what room she is in, and then through his Sherlock Holmes stuff, figures out that it's in the fiance's. Uh, yeah, the fiancé, the, the guy, the guy's room.
0: So is it because Andy Sandberg, like at certain points in time, has been kind of bro-ish that you called him Sherlock homies? Yeah. Okay, I like it. <laughs> it's also from
1: Portlandia. Can I help you? I'm hiding. From what? I'm Portland's adult hide-and-seek league. There's weirdos everywhere. No, it's, I'm not a weirdo. So he figures out what was going on and that the fiancé was fucking around on the, the bride. Right. And he totally tears him a new one because he so deserves it. I had a sticking point here.
0: Okay. Not with the film's logic. Uh-huh. Andy Samberg should be a better fighter at this point in time. Oh, that's that's true. Like I it's it's not like his body is reset every day, but he should be very good at fighting, like mentally yeah. and practice. He should wise. have that skill set. Yeah. But
1: he does seem really lazy.
0: He does. That if if her thing is intentionally being chaotic and masochistic to her own life. And, like, kind of messing it up because she's, I don't know, her reasoning. Mm-hmm. His is that he is very lazy.
1: Yeah, and he's been killed by Roy a bunch of times. And you'd think it was a Jumanji thing where, like, Robin Williams is so trained to survive in the wild. That he can get away from him. He can run. Van Pelt! Oh, Van that's his name. Van Pelt. Yeah. Um, no. And so <laughs> I think Andy Sandberg is not Robin Williams, where he just kind of takes it.
0: That's fair. I like it. <laughs> And so they get in the fight, and then he stabs him in the face with a fork. (laughs) Oh,
2: wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is there a fork in my face?
0: (laughs) And Andy Samberg just can't seem to find her. So he um, travels down to see Roy. In in Irvine. In in Irvine. Because what we get is that Roy doesn't always come up and kill him. It's just like when the mood strikes Roy, he'll come up and kill Andy (laughs) Samberg, and then he'll go do whatever else with his life. Yeah. He goes down to Irvine, and he finds Roy in his house, and... Roy's just a domestic dude. Like the only other time we've seen Roy, he's been like a murdered out, like Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator. Yeah. Yeah. But now he's like suburban dad.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And he, you know, they're in the backyard. He, his daughters are playing and his son is watering Watering poop. poop. (laughs) He's like, "Eh, didn't it feel so real? Yeah. Yeah. And he talks about, like, I'm just enjoying this, you know, cursed existence, and I don't mind doing this day over and over and again. Yeah, he's like,
0: it's pretty nice.
1: It's, you know, after the break, we'll talk about the many philosophies of this movie, but it it is a weird thing to, like, like, I really enjoy my days with Theo, and if I had to redo today again, uh, I would do a lot of things differently to enjoy him, but there is this, like all the great movies about aging are about how we hate it, but we need it. Mm. Yeah. And that's what kind of like, he's like, it's sad that I won't get to see them grow up, but at least I get to hang out with them every day. So yeah.
0: that double, ed- double edged yeah. blade of time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and Roy just tells Andy Samberg, you got to find your Irvine.
0: It's said seriously, but there is a, like the the writers are having a good like laugh behind the line as well. But in a, in a way that's not like, winking too hard at you
1: i really hope these guys went to uc irvine the writers oh yeah i hope so yeah i really hope so
0: but it's good i think it's one of the better lines that i've seen (laughs) recently and
1: andy samberg's like will you kill me one more time it's such a good scene (laughs) which is just like the film's earnest nihilism slash fatalism slash comedy weird fucked up like uh, Stockholm syndrome that he's got.
0: Well, and it's so smart because, like Andy, Sa- like what what he does is he's like, yeah, let's go around the side yard, and he gets the bow and arrow, and Andy Sandberg is standing inside of a recycle bin, not a trash bin, but a recycle bin. Yeah, and which is what happens to him every day. Right. Right. Yeah. And so uh, J.K. Simmons just takes his bow and he shoots Andy Sandberg. okay, in, in the, the heart, heart. <laughs> rather than in the head, and I guess maybe it would glance off his skull or something, but I mean. I, he's probably a really good shot, so he knows. it's But it's still, ow, there's probably a faster
1: way to die. I also love that his weapon of choice is bow and arrow. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, you would think that he would be a sniper or, like, uh-huh. something, but no. No, it's, it's bow, bow and arrow, arrow. For, for some reason. Yeah. So he starts over, and then we learn what Kristen Emiliad has been up to. Right, because a lot of this movie is jumping back and forth to
0: their different experiences. Mm-hmm. And she's just basically been learning about, like, quarks and quantum physics and, like, how time works. And she's talking to, you know, different astrophysicists. Yeah, and so just...
1: she's put herself through, like, at least an undergrad's degree of quantum physics.
0: Well, I think even, even more because, like, she's talking to this guy who seems to be, like, PhD,
1: you know, like double PhD, and
0: and the way she explains something, he's
1: like, I don't think you need my help. Yeah, it's like she's on their level now, so uh-huh. it's got to have been like focused attention for like a year, at least. Yeah, like to get undergrad, grad, and PhD, like doing nothing else. It seems all you're doing. Uh, yeah, it's it's got to have been at least a year. I yeah. would I would think three to five years it took her, um, and this sequence where she's putting herself through school. It, like self-taught school at a coffee shop uh, has Genesis in the soundtrack did Robin freak out when the song came on no oh Robin I know come on you well, should have freaked out I should have freaked out this too. is one of my Robin, favorite Genesis songs
0: Robin and I are big Phil Collins fans well
1: it's Phil Collins uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which song era. is it though it's the song that we're playing over for you guys now in post I love that song. It's such a good song. Uh, it is off of one of the late 80s, early 90s albums. It's ah, the uh-huh. final track on there. And it's like an instrumental track. And I'm like, yeah. it's. <laughs> I love it when a song comes on and it's like either it's been your groove all your life and it's like, they're playing my groove. Or it's like, what is this? This is my groove now. <laughs> you threw off my groove. I, I loved it. And I was like, okay, I'm really digging this movie now. Yeah. Um, so she has a theory that if they blow themselves up in the cave in within the 3 s-
0: seconds it takes for them to go between regular world back to the past.
1: It's very lost television show lost like logic of like it's got science here guys. Yeah, it's kind a- of it's like we'll believe you. Yeah, 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 sure.
0: But um she tests it by like getting this goat and like sending it in and blowing it up with C4 and the goat disappears and doesn't mm-hmm. come back the next time. And this movie opened with a goat in the desert experiencing an earthquake yeah right yeah and so we get that this goat is out in the middle of a field during an earthquake whereas in other parts of this movie we see this goat in a pen right
1: right so it was it was like a hint dropped really early on mm. in the movie This smart movie what thinking uh and so she tells Andy samberg the plan they like they make up they he apologizes all that and she's like okay here's what we need to do we need to take a chance a leap of faith Mm -hmm. we either start the day over uh die forever or get out of the time loop right and
0: his his retort
1: is why don't we
0: stay here be essentially married to each other forever just experiencing the
1: time loop where it's safe yeah where we know we can't die and then she says goodbye yeah i'm not doing that and so he has the dark night of the soul. He goes to the bar, realizes his mistake. And this is after she's like um, basically told her sister, like she
0: goes to the wedding and she actually does the great wedding speech.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of like it does the about time thing where it's like she has one perfect day where uh-huh. she does this day she, perfectly. She
0: dedicates herself to being great
1: Yeah, um, for people. And basically she Bill, Bill marries the day at the yeah. end of Groundhog mm-hmm. Day. And she tells a, a great you know monologue at, at the reception and stuff. Uh, she sues. So she goes to the cave, and then Andy Samberg's like realizes, you know, the classic rom-com chase of like, oh my god, I made a mistake. I have to be with her.
0: His truck breaks down that he steals from the biker bar, and he runs up to this guy that we saw earlier in the movie, who has like, you know, gun a gun range in the middle of the the desert, and yeah. he runs up to him, tells him everything he knows about like him since he's obviously talked to him before, <laughs> and about how he had like hooked up with this woman and and how she left him and got married to somebody else but he's his actual son yeah he's
1: the long lost son and so it's
0: he so gets good. a ride it's so good it's such a like quick way to go from point plot plot point A to plot point B
1: yeah and he goes and he meets up with Kristen Milioti at the cave and he makes his you know awkward lovelorn plea and with, with a bunch of com- it, it yeah. was so
0: good as a writer I was just yeah. like this is good grammar really, comedy I really love it really fun <laughs> you get one more sentence okay okay
3: Even though I pretend not to be, I've realized that I am completely codependent. But I'm cool with it, because I think that life should be shared now. And I need you to survive. Okay. Just your one sentence. I I need you to survive, comma! But it's so much more than that, Uh, colon. (laughs) I know you better than anyone knows you. And remember that night when we saw the dinosaurs? You said it yourself, in order to really know a person you have to see the entire package, the good and the bad. And I've seen your package and it is excellent, Sarah. Ampersand, you're my favorite person that I've ever met. And yes, I know that it's crazy odds that the person I like the most in my entire life would be someone I met while I was stuck in a time loop, but you know what else is crazy odds? Getting stuck in a time loop. Dot, dot, dot. Ellipses. Ellipses, thank you. Called on ellipses. Ellipses. Look, I hope that blowing ourselves up works, but it's really irrelevant to me, as long as I'm with you. And if it kills us, well then, <sighs> I'd rather die with you than live in this world without you emphatic period <laughs> it, it won me yeah, over yeah. yeah
1: and so then the other great needle drop happens it's Kate Bush's cloud Buster." yeah I mean there's a track. lot of good music in this. really movie. good 80s tracks here um that one's from like 84 and it's just it's just perfect <laughs> and we don't
0: know whether they make it and then we we jump to this house that they've been going to because like the family isn't here Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, there's this, like, vacation home that they've just been staying at. The family is gone, and so they always go there on their one day. Mm-hmm. And um, they're there, and they're in the pool. They're on a, their pizza, sl- they're floating pizza slices, and the family shows up, and they're like, oh, it brought us out on November 10th. Okay, that's when this family gets home. Right. And the movie ends.
1: Yeah, so it's a lot of plot to get through. So let's take a a breath, a break, and uh, we'll get into trip Talk when we get back. And we're back with some trope talk. It's like hope talk, but with less Luke Skywalkers. So it's like a new hope. A new hope.
0: New, hope, a new talk. hope. Yeah. I'll allow it because last week's was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> hope talk. <laughs> hope talk. It's like hope talk. Hope talk. So what's our what's her trope? I, I want to call it stand still or move. Okay. It's the crux point in a lot of romantic comedies where one person asks another person to progress with them, mm-hmm. and the other person says, "No, I'm comfortable with where I'm at." Mm-hmm. And the generally speaking, the one that wins out is the like if if either of them are going to to win this person over to their side, it's not the one staying put; it's the one moving forward, right? Um, because the whole thing about love is you have to like learn to change with your partners, mm-hmm. and in this movie when we get to that crux point uh with Andy Sandberg he is he is like no I'm comfortable I'm safe this is where I want I just want you how things were mm-hmm. and saying I want things how they used to be is you know something's wrong with a relationship at that point in time mm-hmm. Are there any other good examples of this um
1: Notting Hill she's kind of saying give me a chance and he's like no, it's safe. My life is good here. It's safer if I right not try this with mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. I've been burned and I can't do that again. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes that he made a bollocks mistake.
0: Right. And he fixes his mistake. Um, in, in other movies, like let's take another recent one we've done, um, like Best Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a character who um, Jordan offers. She's like, hey, I want you... Tay Diggs, Tay Diggs, to have sex with me tonight. And mm-hmm. Tay Diggs is at this this point where he's comfortable in his relationship, but it's not really doing much for him, mm-hmm. or he's not committed to it. And if he wants to take a step outside of it and go with this other person, that's that decision. That's that crux point where he has to make a decision: Do I stay where I'm comfortable, or do I take a chance and go with someone who is kind of a wild card? Um, but maybe that's better for me. And he. Kind of doesn't do either. Yeah. Eventually he stays and stays where it's comfortable, which I makes me really want to see the Best Man Holiday. Yeah. Which I think there's a third one.
1: There is. They're working on it. They're yeah. working on it. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. Um, but this is this is not just in rom-coms. This is um it happens a lot like just It happens a lot before the Dark Knight of the Soul, Mm -hmm. generally speaking. And in this movie, you have two Dark Knights of the Soul. Yeah, it's like a a Batman and a slightly darker Batman and a Nightwing. Hey, nice job! Ah Good Batman reference. Thank you. What's what's Nightwing's name? Peter Gallagher. No, but uh, (laughs) ah, but he with that hair, he would have made a great Nightwing.
1: Dick Grayson. Grayson. Nice job. Yeah. So I what I like about I mean, it's it's just good screenwriting where you have the movie is saying, do you want to sit around and mope and do the same thing over and over again? Or mm-hmm. are you going to take action and are you going to do something about it? Right. Like 500 Days of Summer, it's like, are you going to mope around that you got dumped by summer? Or are you going to like take charge? And or do are you going
0: to life? paint your walls with chalk and create architecture? <laughs> because
1: that's how you get over a woman.
0: You know, you, you have a sticking point with that. And we'll talk about it in, the, in that actual episode that we do. But now nah, we'll talk about it in that episode. I have I, I have some thoughts about it. it okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is just the thing where like, oftentimes you'll see it with like cowardly characters mm-hmm. um, in like an action movie where this this character has been afraid. Like if you're in a war, that one character who like hasn't ever been the first one over the line, and it's their first time out, and then they'll. They'll get like born again hard after they have like yep. made the commitment to risking their life, and they're better for it in the end, or they're dead. And uh, in in some movies, it doesn't even work out. Like you take the chance, and it was the wrong choice. Um, yeah, those are always hard as well. But I liked this movie because it gave Andy Samberg and
1: her multiple chances to be together. Kristen, the best one, Back to the Future, with George McFly. He has to mm. do it twice. Mm-hmm. He has to hit Biff. And then there's that punk-ass bitch who cuts in at the Nance, the redhead oh, yeah. guy, and uh, George has to lay him out, too. Right, because uh, with George,
0: it's all about like not being a pushover, not yeah. not like standing up for himself, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is kind of standing up for your future self.
1: Yeah, and, and taking a chance and um, really going for it. I think we should talk about the movie's philosophy, because- I was watching this, I'm like, this would be a great philosophy and film. Like it really film. would be. I, I would feel weird showing it to students at my alma mater, our our squeaky clean Christian school. Even though Leonard oh, Leonard showed on. us some like dirty things, but it's like it all it has to start with the the raunchiest scene, and then it doesn't really come back to that humor again. No,
0: I I I I mean you and I were watching way worse stuff than this in college.
1: No, we were, but we kind of knew what we we're in for, where it's like it doesn't scream like heady philosophy movie in the first scene, but it actually is.
0: It is. But I, I like that this movie can be both.
1: It is. Yeah. It is great being both because mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this intimidating film like American History X. It can be a <laughs> yeah, fun or film. Or like
0: the seventh seal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, yeah. Two two dark films. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so what what is the philosophy of this movie? Um it's a
1: very similar philosophy to that of Groundhog's Day, but it mm-hmm. takes a it takes a leftward step. This movie feels like something that Plato was talking about, like his his world of forms and like the cave theory, mm-hmm. and like this feels like someone took a, a Platonic theory and was like, okay, so this is what it would look like in practicum. And it's like, imagine you are a being Chained to relive the same day over and over again, and you are chained to another person, and you must figure out how to coexist with one another. That is life, is it not? I mean that sounds
0: that sounds almost. I, I see what you're saying. What it reminds me of a lot ph- philosophically is like a 1950s 1960s sci-fi author, mm-hmm. where it's giving us like this is a good twilight zone episode It is yeah or or like if we were both we are both stuck on the moon in a space station together and earth got blown up and so it's just us doing the same stuff over and over again because we have no other options Yeah
1: But like what is it Well the metaphor I see yeah. is that they have to live literally the same day over and over again but this movie will be remembered as the great pandemic film Because (laughs) it was released in the midst of the pandemic to people who painfully could relate to it, that they were living the same day over and over again. And when we were in deep lockdown, we were doing just that. We Mm -hmm. weren't going anywhere. We were doing the same thing over and over again, where we got up, you know, took care of ourselves, worked from home. But when you work from home, there's no routine. You know, you're not, you're not taking transit you're not running into people you're not thinking oh i'll get a coffee today from here or doing this from well there. it
0: almost is i i would argue it is only routine uh what do you mean well if you're working from home uh as somebody who like freelances all the time yeah it's like what you do is you you say okay i'm going to make sure that my workspace is slightly just even if it's just like in a different part of this room, different than my sleep space, I'm right. gonna wake up. I'm going to shower. I'm going to get my coffee. I'm gonna sit down at the computer, and then two hours later, I'm gonna get some breakfast so that I can keep going and this work. And it is a routine. It's just one that is so much more samey because, like you're saying, you're not running into people. You're yeah. not like you're there's, no, the variety. there's yeah. no variety. There's no variety,
1: and so the days really run together. And you so- have to
0: make it for yourself. You have to make the variety for yourself, yeah. which is exactly what they have to do. It's really hard, <laughs> right? But I I I think that's kind of the philosophy this is getting at, where even if we are fated to die or even if life is, even if history is repeating itself, you're in charge of how it does.
1: Right. And so he's kind of like lost himself into the mundaneness of living the same day over and over again and is kind of in this rut and he's not really making the day any better for himself because he just does the same. He really is doing the same thing over and over again. He's letting the days run together. I mean, for the most part, we
0: have a... Um, n- uh, Nietzsche? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Philosophy from her, where she's like, Hell is other people? Like, I'm kind of chaos. I don't want to spend any time with anybody else. Yeah. Right? And he is kind of, I would say, like closer to Derrida or more like a nihilist where he's like, I, at the time we actually catch up with him, he's like, nothing matters, right? Yeah. She, she says that like, that's what you said. Nothing matters. Yeah.
1: But what's the philosophy? They both come to a new philosophy afterwards. So what's happening is, you know, they're treating life <laughs> poorly. <laughs> well, they they find some Aristotelian
0: like fun where they're like life is to be experienced, to really know life you must do the thing. Right.
1: And I guess what I'm saying is you can you can you can treat life one of two ways. You can either float through it and not pay attention and not try mm-hmm. and just exist mm-hmm. and not live. Mm-hmm. Or you can make life worth living, which means taking action and doing something with your day. And I think they I think they actually fall a little bit in the middle from what the last shot
0: is, where right. They are like, no, we're just like these these people come and they're like, what are you doing in our pool? Yeah, it's a very good last line. Yeah. And their response is like, oh, it's November 10th. They're they're like they're like living by their own rules still, but not in a way that's hurting anybody. But they're still literally floating through life right now.
1: Yeah. But float through life Ferris Bueller style.
0: Right. Exactly. And also she can be a teacher now yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like she, she's set she's she, she's got some like something set for life and I feel like Andy Sandberg would become like the greatest comedian in the world
1: right but because
0: he he's not afraid of taking any chance and like people laughing yeah. at him and
1: again it illustrates the pandemic life that there were people who took advantage of lockdown and just like took on a hobby and got really mm-hmm. good at something and there are other people mm-hmm. who Andy Sandberg did and was like I'm just gonna chill
0: yeah. Uh-huh. And,
1: and not do things, and what, what, both are acceptable. What
0: was uh, one thing that I call out a friend or like somebody that you saw that like developed like a craft or like a skill? What was what was that? Me? <laughs> no, somebody else. Somebody no, else. No,
1: I, I can't think of somebody else because I'm realizing like we were putting together our guest list for our birthday party. I'm like, is that it? <laughs> it's like I thought I had more people that I could see, and it's like it's an ample list, but it's like. Oh, I really, I mean, that's what lockdown does. We couldn't see anybody, sure. but I haven't really been paying attention to other people in my life. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, mostly because I've been distracted with having a son this past year Sure, and, that and stuff would do like it. that. But like for me, I was training myself to be a colorist. and like, Yeah, you really did. did
0: put yourself through some paces. What about you? Uh, uh, Becca, uh, Becca Kane, I want to call out, uh, good friend of, of us, um she really got into stop motion. Yeah. And she did like, I think it was like a hundred days straight where she did a new stop motion video every single day. And she's gotten really good at it. Yeah. Just through a little dedication.
1: Yeah. And that's, I think this movie will be a a thing that we look back on and we are going to be strangely wistful about the, this about 2020. And it it was unique. It's a really unique year that really changed us. And it'll be a thing that we need to return to. And this movie Mm -hmm. will really help us reconnect to that. And, I,
0: I want I I don't I didn't want to say like unique as in everything was good or anything but
1: you like mean unique as in unique.
0: Yeah, because things that are hard and unique generally are what change us most. And I think that's what we get through this movie. Mm-hmm. Like Kristen um Milioti, her character uh, from what we get, she always like gets sa- saved by her parents. I, I mm-hmm. don't know how real that is because she says it really begrudgingly. Right. Um but she has no reason to lie to Andy Samberg at that point. Mhm she's that's taken away from her right Mm -hmm. she's she's basically forged in the fire of this hellscape that they're in that's half hell and half like a playground yeah and like annie sandberg doesn't learn to like like because he's in a bad relationship a relationship that's meaningless we Mm -hmm. see at the beginning of the movie and it probably was beforehand
1: (laughs) the line of like are you cheating on me he's like no No, you're you're cheating cheating on me me." you goof
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Gosh, all their interactions are great. I love when he starts copycatting his, his ex.
2: Yeah. Are, you are you fucking, fucking cheating, cheating on me? On me? What? what? This, this isn't, isn't funny. funny. Okay, okay, stop. stop. I'm, I'm serious.
3: serious. Stop, stop copying, copying me. me. Stop, stop pretending me. like you know everything.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah! Okay, I'm gonna go. Wait, what?
0: I thought this movie was... Probably one of one of the top five funniest movies we've watched for this podcast. Uh,
1: um, uh, uh, it's hard for me to quantify. I, 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 was there was a lot of laughing involved, um, but I think this is. I think if I had to give it a hyperbolic, I would give it the most thoughtful movie that we've watched so far.
0: Well, that me brings me to our rom
1: com Oscars. So, so, most thoughtful? <laughs> uh, you, you, one would think.
0: One would think that the most thoughtful was the one that you were thinking of.
1: Um, but I'm actually going to go with best needle drops.
0: Ooh. Did we already do a best soundtrack?
1: Maybe, but I'm doing best needle drops.
0: So, like, this is like best editing, but for specifically the music.
1: Yeah. So, needle drops in the industry is when you bring in. Oh, here he goes again about
0: the industry. Is
1: when you bring in. Uh, recorded music that's not film score yeah and you drop it in needle drop and well <laughs> yeah okay well the you know we don't actually drop needles anymore we just sure. press play we uh-huh. don't we, we click the spotify play button uh-huh uh, there's, well you
0: get the mp3 and you drop it into the timeline sure, you but. drop
1: it uh so there's kate bush there's Genesis. a the wave,
0: really. It's, it's. I mean, it's not the MP3. They're going to use a sure, higher quality. Sure, media. Sure. I mean, even a lossless or something.
1: Yeah. You, what you, you can't do a compressed. You, no, no. no, get no un-compressed. uncompressed, for sure. You got Kate Bush. You got Genesis. And just between those two, I was like, yeah. Like it just had me riveted to the movie the way the music was working. I, on I me.
0: do, speaking of needle dropping, want to get the record of this
1: movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Is there and, any other musical moments that you remember?
0: I think, not not specifically, but I think that just... It did that nice thing that some soundtracks and scores do where it kind of disappears into the movie for me, but not in a bad way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so this movie is very rewatchable. I'm planning on going back to it and being like, all right, let's pay a little bit more attention to all these details. Yeah, Because I think a lot of the music was also it was kind of being showy about the plot without being overly showy. Yeah. It's not like, you know, there's a bomb that goes off and it's the end of the world as we know it or something like right. dropping, but it's, it's like this, this song has an underlying theme. That's perfect for this moment.
1: Yeah. 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 All right. What's yours? Um, I really want to give this movie best death. Okay. Well, best, which one is best?
0: I, I mean, I almost qualify that with putting an S on, yeah. On, on, on the back of it, just because there's so many good deaths. Mm-hmm. I really like when they fly the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> and they 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 basically steal a plane because she sees a jet go overhead and I was like, I think you just steal a jet? There's no way they could like learn to take that off right. without like some practice. Um but no, they steal like a little like Cessna 172 or something and they're flying it and like something goes wrong with the altimeter and it's very Looney Tunes and it just spirals into a like explosion when it hits the ground. And there's just something that's so reprieving about that in this movie that's so dark when they can make the death funny. yeah, And I was just like, I could just watch them, Killing themselves over and over, and I think that's really in adventurous ways. In adventurous ways, like almost fun ways,
1: right? If there were no consequences, if if we had this godlike power, would wouldn't we all do the same thing? Wouldn't we just live without consequence?
0: I mean, and that's the that's the question. Mm-hmm. But I would say that's that's one of the things that set this movie apart from um, Groundhog Day mm-hmm. because it's not it's not that Bill Murray doesn't like kill himself a bunch. He does, but Bill Murray is by himself, and so we skip. we basically sk- meet Andy Sandberg right before like w- Bill Murray starts becoming good mm-hmm. if that made any sense, yeah, where like he's already tried to kill himself a thousand ways. he's already become super depressed and then become like nihilistic about his depression and come to a like an okay place by the time we meet him and so like. It it takes that formula and it says, well, what else, what else can we have that's fun with it? And I think the only reason it's more fun is because there's two people. Well, there's yeah. three technically with Roy. Yeah,
3: it's
0: <laughs> um, just, just
1: a great like extra pinch of flavor to it all.
0: Mm, I, love so, I love a little Roy on top of my movie.
1: Yeah. Um, well.
0: Salt and pepper because
1: of that hair. Speaking of Roy, <laughs> I gotta ask, who'd you fall in love with?
2: Are there any circumstances in which Uh, The two of you
3: might be more than just good friends. The truth of it is, I loved you from the first second I met you.
2: (laughs) But
1: mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close, not even a little bit, not even at all.
3: You have bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love you. I know.
0: Okay, that made me think of Roy from The Office. So let me get that out of my head. Get ahead. I'm trying to think if it would be either of the two main characters because Mm -hmm. they are both really intense, but like where they end this movie, just like we were talking about with Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, is like I would want to be with one of the two people that they get to be at the end of this movie. Mm -hmm. But in saying that, I don't want to come between them. I know that's not really what our game does, <laughs> but I like so much that they are finally together at the end of this movie uh-huh. that I was I was like, so we didn't talk about it much, but Peter Gallagher has like the best reactions in this movie. I wanted a like cut of Peter Gallagher reacts. He to glues go. teeth. <laughs> he's he's great. He he's so good in this movie and so charming. It's hard for me not to say him. Um, the eldest sister. Her name is Tala, mm-hmm. and she is supremely gorgeous.
1: No, mm-hmm. oh, I think she's younger. I think she's the younger sister. Yeah, she's the younger. That sister. doesn't take away from her gorgeousness Um her, her and sh-
0: She also like does charity work and mm-hmm. supplies bone marrow to her younger brother. Mm-hmm. She seems to be the best person in this movie, but I I can't say her because I have to say Peter Gallagher.
1: Okay, yeah, <laughs> go with the uh, go with eyebrows um okay i'm going with kristen miliotti because it's an easy target because she has the world's biggest eyes she does <laughs> she really does um but well, we should call out like how most people probably know her besides oh she movie. is the mother of how I, how I met, I met your mother. mother uh pro tip if you watch how i met your mother don't watch the last episode it ruins the entire show
0: yeah don't don't watch the last episode watch she's, the last- she's great in it it's not her fault
1: yeah, but she's in the last season. Yeah. Just don't watch the last episode of the last season. Yeah. Cuz it ruins everything. I'm looking at you guys, Carter Bays, Craig Thomas. Yep. You belied everything you did. You belied it. You're better than
0: that. Give us a give us another show. I like what you do. They're working do on, better.
1: They're working on how I met your father.
0: <sighs> no, don't Hillary do that Duff. one. Don't do
1: that one. <laughs> that's that's please? not what we want. Maybe they learned their lesson. They're like we can do a season finale again. Just give us 10 years. I don't want to.
0: I want something new.
1: Uh, aside from Kristen, well, her character Sarah's uh, manic episode, I'm really digging her persona because she is, she's she's an admitted fuck-up, but she's so lovable, and it's like your flaws don't mar who you are. They're just who yeah. you are. Yeah, I think that's true about both of our main characters. Yeah. yeah, and I really like her, and I think she's she seems really fun. She does,
0: and she seems very, like when you earn her trust, she seems... She seems like she'd be a good partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the all important new segment. Oh, okay. Ryan, I want to know what's you've been doing that's not rom coms. Oh. So this segment is I want to know if you're this is a short thing where we get to tell people what else we we like watched or read or like listened to like what's what's something that you just got this week and you were like ah I like this thing. Um. No, and I don't want a huge list. I don't want, like, one thing. Uh, oh, my gosh, it is that heavy. Uh, so Ryan has picked up a giant box off this, of his shelf.
1: I took Kelly to Barnes & Noble, where they're doing the 50 per, 50% of Criterion Blu-ray sale. And I got myself, because I've been saving up for months, the Ingmar Bergman box set. It's got 39 films. oh crap. And it's got a 250 page book. It is a the biggest box set of anything I've ever gotten before and it looks like I'm this mega Bergman fan, but I've only seen like four films. I'm like, nope, I'm getting that. Well tell us tell us about Bergman. Why do you love Bergman? Bergman tell us who he is. Now this is Igmar. Igmar not Ingrid. <laughs> Ingmar Bergman not Ingrid Bergman that would be a different box set that I would also want mm. Ingrid, Bergman in like oh. <laughs> Ingrid Bergman starred in Casablanca oh Ingrid Bergman starred in Casablanca Ingmar Bergman made the seventh seal that's the one you probably know about that's the one where mm. death plays chess with a knight um, night play by Max von Saido oh. so in terms of film the the big capital, capital F, F film film. Ingmar Bergman is probably the closest thing to Shakespeare. He is the cornerstone of cinema. That, yeah. Um, he took an art form that in the 50s was doing okay, and he showed what philosophically and poetically and narratively it could be elevated to. And he brought it to a whole new level that pretty much has affected everything any kind of dramatic filmmaker ever since.
0: I'm trying to think of like other other people that are like him. I'm trying to think of authors like an Ian McEwan or an Iris Murdoch who are like all about philosophy but are also about entertaining. And he's he, but he's very dark. Like yeah. Like his um I haven't seen a lot of his films. I've probably only seen 4 as well, but like his You're not getting away from an Igmar Bergman film without, like, having a heavy... It's like eating a heavy meal every time.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like having... um, I don't know a ton about philosophy, but a Martin Heidegger or a Jean-Jacques Rousseau or some philosopher that is not the beginning of philosophy, like Plato or Aristotle is, but is, like, this massive figure. right. This massive presence. Mm -hmm. Well... I mean, that's a really good box set. Yeah, so uh, anywhere, if you guys want to watch really heady philosophical films that are thoroughly dramatic, uh, Seventh Seal is a great like introduction to Bergman, but also check out Wild Strawberries, which is about a person looking back on the life that they've lived, which is really a beautiful film. Or Persona. Uh, Persona is... Probably the most important '60s art house film ever, mm-hmm. and it's it's it will mess with you in a really fascinating way. Um, yeah, start with those. Check this yeah. out. Okay. What about you? What's your what's your thing?
2: <laughs>
1: cool. So, do we
2: have any
0: letters this week? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. Um, so, I've been playing a game. Um, it's a game that I've been playing for a long time and I'm trying to like finish it up. Uh, I've been playing a video game called horizon zero dawn, which is set, um, kind of like, I think 900 years in the future where I don't want to give it away, but, um, AI was invented the world was basically destroyed mm-hmm. um and humanity has kind of risen from the ashes and it's much more tribally based
1: it's kind of like a post post-apocalyptic game right
0: yeah yeah it's not like the dark dreary the road post-apocalyptic game that you usually get yeah it's much more like um, if you took if you took the elements of Lord of the Rings that is sword and sorcery mm-hmm. but turned that into sci-fi yeah. Uh, and machines. Uh, it's really cool, and it's a beautiful-looking game. And you're playing as Aloy, this woman who, like, uh, may or may not be cloned. And it's, 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 it, there's a lot of intrigue, and it's just uh, lots of beautiful vistas. That it's not the best RPG stuff that I've ever played, but it's uh, it's worth a look if you're if you're into that kind of stuff. It's action adventure RPG with light RPG elements, more action adventure.
1: Yeah, it's been awarded many accolades, highly praised. I haven't played it, but I concur. Just I wish, this is
0: the thing that made, makes me wish I had a 4K TV.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. it's supposed to look just gorgeous. Um, well, again, I ask, we got our letters this week? Hey, bro. Huh?
3: mail come. Got mail for you. Oh, Pete, you've got mail. You sent me a letter. You've got mail. Do we
0: have any letters? Oh. Ooh. you all right Uh, uh, yes it's a letter oh Mm. you got a letter but it was on a brick oh god my nose
1: hurts oh my
0: god hold on can we just reset the loop ryan shoot me oh
1: okay
0: okay 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 hey do we have letters this week oh yeah no thanks sorry i almost forgot what we were talking about because it's just been a little while since um i've lived an entire date sure 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 uh yeah so apparently this brick that has some blood on it from yesterday, it's all dried now. How did it get here? <laughs> I thought we are in a different day. No, it's just still here. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, it's been here. No, I dodged it this time is what oh, happened. good, good. <laughs> It was thrown by the train man, and he just wanted um, me to let you know that this week we have a bonus episode up. Bonus! Um... Our bonus episode this month is on In
1: In the the Heights. Heights, I want to do the Kubaya. I uh,
0: my parents swung by this weekend just to say hi. Mm -hmm. And I showed them the first half of Hamilton. And um they I I looked over they're they're more like classical music fans and I looked over at them at the beginning and they seemed like but then we started really making it through and I I think they really liked it. And so are
1: they gonna watch the rest of it?
0: I hope so. They don't have Disney Plus though. So I don't know if they will. Um, Maybe when they visit next time. But this is... this is a, a movie that is by uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and um, John Chu, and it's uh, dancey and bouncy, and we, we have a lot of opinions about it. Yeah, so come... there,
1: there's actually a lot to discuss. There's so. a lot to discuss there.
0: And so come join us and uh, look at that. We also have a July movie poll. If you want to decide the movies that we are going to watch next week, you come vote on our poll on Patreon. What are the movies,
1: Ryan? We've got Beginners starring Ewan McGregor. We've got The Other Woman starring not and McGregor. We have High Fidelity starring not... Not ewan mcgregor but it's actually john cusack and we have shakespeare in love which should star ewan mcgregor but it doesn't <laughs>
0: <laughs> really into that, ewan mcgregor
1: and we have uh, a, a tie. tie right now uh we've got beginners and shakespeare in love are tied so great i love it get I in it. there and uh make your uh vote heard
0: hey yeah get your voice out there mm-hmm. okay you have a voice use it here on our patreon
1: so, uh, also, when you support the Patreon, you support a dad and a dad-to-be, so we would really appreciate it, but yeah. it takes a lot of work, and <laughs> we need some help. <laughs> um, do we have any letters that don't have bricks on them? Yes. Yes. Oh, and if you wanted to find that, that's patreon.com slash romcom jets. Where you can find the poll, where you can vote, listen to our bonus episode on the heights. we got a blog and that and comes out every week. an uh, essay every week, so uh, that would be really groovy if you could support it. Groovy and, tunes. Yeah. Uh, other letters. You had a letter from R- Robin. I
0: do have a letter from Robin. So Robin was listening to our, um, to our, the best man episode from a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we mentioned that, um, like, there's a, that scene in the, in the house where um, Mia walks down the stairs, yeah. and yeah. you said uh, the comments. Stop talking about the male gaze. Uh And um, Robin was like, "Well, she had something to say to me because she's like, you didn't jump on that enough. (laughs) Where she thinks that the the male gaze isn't just men looking at somebody in a film, but it is talking about how men were making more movies for years and years and years. Um, And so the male gaze is more about is also about the lens through which men view." film. Right. The filmmakers who are men. Right. And you know, I I don't think we intentionally, made but she was worried that people would think that we were like, didn't take the male gaze seriously.
1: Right. And it's, it's true. Like, you know, the male gaze is filmmaking has been predominantly male driven Mm -hmm. uh, behind the, the camera so much. And it got to a fever pitch in terms of like what was emphasized in the movie butts and boobs. Yeah. It, in, like, in that regard, if you're, if we're looking at the sexy stuff. I was looking at a Facebook does this thing where it's like, hey, you know what's a cool movie? Chronicles of Riddick. Check this clip out. And it's just kind of like where I'm like scrolling through. And I'm like, hey, you know, I've never really watched this movie before. And I'm just like watching this clip because I have nothing better to do. Uh-huh. And there's this cut where this woman is fighting this fight scene and in the midst of this action scene, you know, you want to do a lot of cuts to make it really exciting. And there's this cut where it's just her breasts. There's nothing else going on in the fight scene. It serves no narrative purses, purpose. It just says, and breasts. Wait, let me ask
0: a question. Were the breasts named in the film? Like maybe it was like maybe. their experience at the moment. Oh. No. <laughs> no.
1: But it was such a... Like that is the def- definition of the tox... I think there should be... Yeah. There's and toxic male gaze and then there's male gaze as a tool.
0: I think what you and I by proxy were meaning was that the male gaze is something that... I would say 90, 90% of the time is something that is a little bit more toxic or is referring to the like the vast history of um, seeing through a male lens. But then uh, we liked it in this movie because of how it was used to tell a story.
1: Yeah, and so if, if there's narrative context showing us how a male would see this scene play out, mm-hmm. or at least heteronormative male, I guess, yeah, is what we're sure. saying. Um, it serve it serves it serves the story, right. but but there are other movies where there is no service to the story. It's just exploitation, just service to the butts and boobs. That's male gaze. Yeah, and that's what needs to go. And Robin Robin knows that about us, but she was just like,
0: yeah uh, you you should you guys should explain that more to your viewers. Right. So we want to make that
1: clear. It's like <laughs> just w- in
0: case that was somebody's first
1: episode. Death to the toxic male gaze. Yeah. We think that needs to go. Hand clap. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Ryan did the clap that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but uh, long live the narrative-driven male gaze and the narrative-driven female gaze. For sure. We, we, that's what's so great about cinema is that it gets us into the eye of the beholder in the scene.
0: A, one of my favorites is Catherine Bigelow's um, Point Break.
1: Point Break. Hurt Locker also. She did, too. But Point Break. Wait, like... Oh, no, the that, male that, like, that P Sways is so that Keanu. Oh, yeah. Keanu. I mean both, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, so what's our other letter? So we got the two other letter. I week. forgot about this. I'm really sorry, guys. I forgot to mention this last week. We were talking um, to the On the Verge pod about Never Been Kissed. We were playing a game and we described a fake synopsis. Yeah, that was the one. I was that the one I That's came. That's when up you with? made up. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it was about uh, three high school girls trying to lose their virginity. Oh, yeah, by prom. Yeah. And you're like, I made this up, totally made this up. And yeah, I got. Yeah, they, they couldn't think of one. They couldn't think yeah. of it either. And they thought, well, they weren't sure. And I got a, a, a DM from IDK Christina, the co host of Movies That Raised Us. Woo woo. Uh, go listen to them now. Uh, well, not fin- right, finish right now. Finish pod. this one. Finish go, this one. Go listen to them. I think they're doing, uh, this week they're doing. Is it that takes... the Sandra Bullock? No, no, no. no that's uh, the Sandra Bullock. October. Also, check that out. Oh, yeah. That's right. um, Girl Crush Pod. Yep. But movies that raised us. I think this week they're doing um, It Takes Two with the Olsen twins. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Do you remember that? It Did it you watch it? It Two. Hey, yeah. hey. Steve Gutenberg. Anyways, she was like. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Goot. She's like, um. That is a movie. It's, it's a movie called Blockers. It stars John Cena. And
0: oh, that's the that's a new film. Though. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, I mean, we just hadn't seen. You that.
1: stumbled into describing an actual movie, and you forgot. Is that synchronicity, or did they steal that from me?
0: And they were in a, a loop, but luckily their loop is like a year long, so they went back and made it.
1: No, it's because you're ignorant. Oh. <laughs>
0: well, but good catch. Good on that catch. note, I have no idea what we're watching next week because oh. i'm ignorant of it uh, Okay, could you uh could you pop open our can you un- undo the scroll yeah that has all <laughs> of our movies on it it's
1: was it inside you <laughs> uh it's in a vat of jelly
0: mm. oh is that that's that's why all our ink has run all over the place
1: oh before before we do that we do want to announce though in a few weeks we're going to do book club again we did book club oh, a yeah. while back on Pride and, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, this time we're doing book club on John Green's The Fault in Our Stars. It's a
0: very great book. It's a good summer read. It's not going to take you that long. So get on it. Go to the library. Go to Powell's. Go to your local bookstore. Local. I'm talking local people. And buy it. And John Green John Green is just great. So um, it's a little sad, forewarned, but it's also
1: very, very good. And there's a lot of humor in it as well. Speaking of bookstores... I was at the mall today, like I said. And there's an Amazon bookstore now. Did you know that Amazon has bookstores and malls?
0: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because originally they were used for selling books, and now they're actually selling books in stores. Like, the whole
1: thing was to not be a brick and mortar store, and now it's become, it's like, it's it's, pushing actual brick and mortar stores out of business. I hate it. It's gone full Darth Vader. It's become the very thing it set out to destroy. I hate it. Anyway, so what are we watching next week? Give me a number between 1 and 178. 178. Because I won the highest number because they just went through. Sorry. We didn't strike that. That's never been kissed. We've done that one already. Oh, shoot. Sorry. Um, Dude, start over. uh, I'm going to opposite end. Number one. Oh, number one. Number one. Oh, this is perfect since we were just talking about books. The Jane Austen Book Club. Oh, they probably read our book. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to sit down with a good
0: book. Do you think the Jane Austen Book Club has read John Green?
1: They should. It's within their rights. It's their, within their rights as independent women in search of a husband. <laughs> it's in their charter. They have to. So, yes. Next week, it's Jane Austen Book Club starring Anne Hathaway? Oh, a hus- must be in Want of a Wife.
0: I got that wrong. That's okay. Yeah, I think Anne Hathaway. She plays not Jane Austen, but somebody who I was confused when I watched the trailer was Jane Austen. But it, Jane Austen's not in it. It's just the book club about Jane Austen. Should she play Jane Austen? Is Anne Hathaway Jane Austen? Has she always been Jane Austen? There is no Hathaway.
1: There is an Emily Blunt here. Uh, Oh, and a Jimmy Smiths. So that was our, I was thinking Devil Wears Prada, Anne Hathaway. No, Anne Hathaway does
0: play Jane Austen at some point. Look up Anne Hathaway Jane Austen right now on the internet.
1: (laughs) Use the internet, Ryan. I think she was married to Shakespeare. Becoming Jane. See, I was close. See, you weren't that
0: far off. I well, was close. Ryan, I love you as if we've just been stuck together
1: forever, and you're the only person I can hang out with. And I love you because I have no choice but to be with you for the rest of my life, anyways.
0: Well, that's depressing. I actually, I just love you regularly. Oh, I erase everything we just said.
1: Oh, mine Stockholm syndrome.
0: <clears throat> and this is where we will say. Oh, goodbye. Ryan and Kelly must bid you adieu. Thank you for listening to our review. Rate right and subscribe, we'll even take a bribe. See you next week on a gentleman's guide. To rom comes.
2: Smells like my grandma's house in here, but not in a bad way. Mmm.